this is Tangents. Hey there, welcome back. This week's guest is Paul Paquette. He's the man behind the Ottawa Trivia League and Trivia Hall of Fame. He's also for many years provided the questions for the annual World Trivia Night in Ontario. And I think Paul's probably my first guest with a Wikipedia page, so that's a new milestone for me. He was looking for questions about superheroes, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, and pre-84 music. But did he find any? Let's see. Me personally, I host two shows on Monday at the same bar and another one Tuesday, but we've got about 20 spots all together. Oh, nice. So you have several people working for you. Oh, yeah, yeah. Are you writing all the questions? Then? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Of course you are. Yeah. The advantage I have is I can write, the, 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 the premise of the league is that you can play anywhere and compare your scores to other teams, which means I only have to write one game a week. Right. But I can spend a lot of time on that one game. And it's a really good game. Yeah. And because I started doing this before I even played a pub, like we don't do the 10 rounds of 10 thing. It's right. mostly just 11 questions in the, in the first round, 11 in the second, and little bits and bobs around the way. So I can really fine tune things like, oh, we've got this question a little hard. I'll make these, these ones easier. And mm-hmm. yeah, and uh, just balance it for different subjects and different demographics and stuff like that. So I've seen your game on YouTube. Obviously, I haven't been to Ottawa, so I haven't played it except for in Vegas. You know, when you bring your a version of your game to Vegas for uh, various yeah. conferences and, and uh, sorts of things, uh, I've played it there. But from what I've seen from your actual pub quiz that you do live at pubs via YouTube, it looks uh, really, really fun. Yeah. I didn't know there was one on YouTube. I should look that up. Yeah. It's from an old news story. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Your, uh, your hair was a little darker. Every time I go to the barber now, because I still got a dark patch in the back of my head. So as I say, it's my chance to visit my last dark hair. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Hang, hang that uh, mirror up a little higher. Yeah. Oh, so I've been asking everybody what you're currently into on uh, TV or the streamers. Well, we just last week got BritBox. I don't know if you have that. It's going you, around. Was that? It's going around. People are getting the BritBox yeah. now. And one of the one of the shows that we binged in like three nights uh, was called Staged. And what okay. it is, is it's um, David Tennant and Michael Sheen playing themselves, rehearsing a play over Zoom. And the remarkable okay. thing about it is it was filmed in like the first weeks of the lockdown when nobody knew what was going to happen. I mean, it's, it's a comedy. Yeah, right. But the bumpers are deserted in London streets. And it's just, it's a really weird thing to, because even though it was only three and a half years ago, sometimes right. it feels like it never happened at all. And right. seeing it um, on TV is just a strange thing. It's such a weird time. Yeah. COVID stuff. Oh, uh, movie soundtracks. I've been asking everybody what they think is the best movie soundtrack. Doesn't matter what criteria you use, just what would you call the best movie soundtrack? I don't know about best, but one that I really enjoy. I don't know if you remember a movie from the 90s called Go. Sarah Pauly was in it. I sure do remember Go. That had a yeah. great soundtrack because that was when like electronic was in high gear. Yes, exactly. And there was a song Te- on there. Kind of techno. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they did a song. Yeah. They did a, a techno cover of Magic Carpet Ride by Steppenwolf. That's just. Exactly. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> yeah. 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 The uh, techno Magic Carpet Ride. Yeah, that's a, it is a, I mean, it uh, is very of its time. Yeah. But that soundtrack is uh, definitely energetic. Yeah. 
As is the movie, I guess. Yeah, well, it was a time when everybody was copying Pulp Fiction, right? Because you had three yeah. interlocking storylines. and yeah. yeah. All right. Um, Paul, are you ready to make your quiz? Sure. So the question that Stacy ended her game, she had a nice run. Okay. Uh, and ended with this question. What remains of the Bayou Tapestry begins with Edward the Confessor sending Harold to Normandy, ends with the Battle of Hastings, and near the middle gives us the first known visual depiction of what celestial object? It's Haley's Comet. Of course, yes, Haley's Comet. Your first point of the game gives you these tangents. Art, kings, war, or reindeer um, because of Comet. Yeah, let's do kings. We are going to do kings. And your question in kings will be this. Only a handful of monarchs have abdicated the British throne, but the only time it's happened since the Act of Settlement 1701 was when what king gave up his crown to marry Wallace Simpson in 1936? I don't know why I picked kings. I hate, I can never remember the <laughs> succession of British kings. I don't know why I picked this. It's, it's one of the Edwards. Remember, you have a pass and you can miss, but yeah. uh, after you miss and pass, you have to be perfect. All right. Well... It's either Eddie the Seventh or Eddie the Eighth. Which one do I want to go with? Uh, Edward the Eighth. Edward the Eighth is correct. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right off the board, a little drama. Yeah. I should say, by the way, I've got a very bad uh, track record for, for for podcast trivia. I do well in like Proctor Learn League things and you know live events, but for whatever reason, I have a very bad record. I, I don't know podcast we'll see what happens. you know what's funny i think the first trivia podcast i ever heard was yours oh yeah it may have been and i don't even know if you had it set up as in a podcast format but it was the first like call-in trivia thing that i remember hearing on the internet and it was you running the quiz right and i think people were actually calling in on phones or something it was that long ago oh oh yeah oh that was like like 10 years ago kind of thing he's way more than 10 oh, years yeah, ago yeah yeah uh, that was yeah. um i think i did i was doing that too early i think if i'd done that, the technology wasn't there yet and people like podcasting wasn't a thing then so, right uh nobody was listening to it but i think if i if i'd done a five years Later, yeah. it, I'd have like thousands of, of listeners now. Absolutely. Yeah. It was great. Yeah, no, I I it was a really neat format because you, you yeah. had three people and yep. you played in pairs that rotated. Exactly. Um, yeah. It was it was great. You've inspired a, a whole generation of podcasters, <laughs> Paul. There we go. I'll take credit for you. But yeah, no, I, I, I had a great time. I thought it was a good format. But it really was. Nobody listened to it. So Well, maybe someday you can revive the format. Yeah, it's not like there aren't a thousand trivia podcasts out there already. Well, you never know. Yeah. These all could die out and <laughs> you'd have a void to fill. I could go around and murder you all. <laughs> there you go. Exactly. All right. Your tangents based on your answer, Edward VIII, and the question you just heard, 1930s, Edwards, The Simpsons, or kings. Okay, I'm not doing kings again. Uh, I'm going to do 1930s. <laughs> the 1930s. He didn't invent them, but Igor Sikorsky's name is closely associated with what kind of vehicle, which he revolutionized with the VS-300 in 1939. That is the helicopter. That is the helicopter, and you've uh, got a streak of three going here. And your tangents, based on that, will be inventors, eponyms, or back to the 1930s. Uh, I like eponyms. Question in eponyms will be this. What retailer headquartered in Kemmerer, Wyoming, is named for its founder, an entrepreneur who was so good with money, even his middle name was Cash? Oh, that's uh, uh, JCPenney. 
That is JCPenney. And your tangents based on that question will be retail, Wyoming, eponyms, or money. Hmm. My uh, wife wrote a book on the history of retail. I suppose I can get her to come down and <laughs> lifeline me. Help out. Um, I'm going to take eponyms again. All right. Question in eponyms. The theme for The Young and the Restless was renamed in honor of what Romanian gymnast who earned the first ever perfect 10 in Olympic competition in 1976? Nadia Comaneci. Nadia Comaneci. Nadia's theme is the uh, name of the, the title they came up with uh, in honor of Nadia. It occurs to me after playing OQL, OQL for years, I've got my hands reflexively in interview. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that. Has right. every, every uh, single person on done that without thinking about it? No, no, not at all. But uh, I'm, uh, I'm okay with that. All right, your tangents based on that question and answer. Theme songs, Olympics 10, as in Perfect 10, and more eponyms. Um, let's switch it up and do theme songs. Theme songs. Before Bauer's Harlem Shake hit number one in 2013, Jan Hammer had the last instrumental chart topper with his theme song for what NBC series from the 1980s? This was a question. I was in Spain for the World Quizzing Championships. I couldn't I, I, I could remember the, uh, the name of the show, but it's Miami Vice. It sure is Miami Vice. And you're up to six points already. And your tangents will be 2013, Billboard, more theme songs, or the 1980s. Got to do the 80s. Gotta do the 80s, of course. Question in 1980s. Sylvester's brother Frank is the musician of the family, but Sly did record songs like Stay Out of My Bedroom, Sweet Love and Friends, and Drinkenstein for the soundtrack to what 1984 comedy? Talking about Sylvester Stallone here. Uh, this is definitely gonna be my pass. I'm gonna pass. This was a movie he made with Dolly Parton, and it is called Rhinestone. Oh. Rhinestone. Okay. So, your tangents based on Rhinestone, Gems, 1980s, films about country music, or more Stallone? Uh, I'm so tempted to, because there aren't many films of country music. Oh, but I'm not going to risk it. I'll do 80s. 80s, here we go. A 1986 photo shoot in the Mojave Desert near Darwin, California, resulted in Anton Corbin's images that were used for the packaging the packaging of what 1988 album of the year Grammy winner? That sounds like it's going to be Joshua Tree. So, final answer, Russ. Final answer, Joshua Tree. That is correct. <laughs> nice job. Yeah, Mojave Desert. <sighs> nice work. All right, your tangents from Joshua Tree, the 1980s, photography, deserts, and Grammys. The 80s haven't been terribly kind to me, so I'm going to switch to Grammys. Grammys it is. Thanks to some vocals on a 2012 single called Glory and the music video for the song Brown Skin Girl. Who holds the record as the records as the youngest person to have a song on the Billboard chart and the youngest individually credited performer to win a Grammy? Do I need your last name? Uh, no. Uh, Blue Ivy. Blue Ivy I think Carter. Yeah. Yeah. She yeah. does uh, just go by Blue Ivy, so that's fine. Yeah. yeah she's like Cher, I guess. Exactly. <laughs> Blue Ivy Carter. That's correct. Yeah. And your tangents will be Blue 2010's music records, as in Guinness style records, not music style records, and Grammys, more Grammys. I was kind of tempting fate there with Grammys, so I'm going to go with records. Records it is. Okay. 
It's got the all-time record for most Emmy wins, but what show only managed one win in the Outstanding Variety Series category during the 1990s? Oh, oh, this is, um, this has to be Saturday Night Live. It does have to be Saturday Night Live. Really I mean, technically there. it didn't have to be, but yes, it true. was. There, yeah, I was variety <laughs> yeah. series really threw me, but then I realized. Well. Right, yeah, Saturday Night Live. And your tangents, records, Emmys, the 1990s, or Saturday Night Live? Um, let's do SNL. SNL, here we go. Your question in Saturday Night Live, what Saturday Night Live alum left the NBC sitcom community midway through the filming of season four amid reports of hostility towards both castmates and showrunners? <laughs> That's very diplomatically put. <laughs> <laughs> reports of hostility yeah. is putting it mildly. Um, that is uh, Chevy Chase. That is Cornelius Chevy Chase. That's right. All right. Your tangents, alliteration, Chevy Chase. Saturday Night Live, 2010's TV, or Universities Community. Yeah. Um, but the 2010's TV was really... Uh, let's do that one, though. 2010's TV. 2010's TV, portrayed by Nathan Lane on The People vs. O.J. Simpson, American Crime Story. What attorney had already defended clients like Sam Shepard, Patty Hearst, and the Boston Strangler before joining the Simpson defense team in 1995? Oh. He's very famous, Russ. Very famous, sure. Um, <laughs> oh. oh, I'll know it when I hear it. Mm -hmm. I'll know it when I hear it. Um, oh, I am not going to be able to pull it. Um, I will say uh, Hearst, which can't possibly be right. Hearst is your answer. Um, he went by the first initial F. Effley Bailey. Effley Bailey. That's right. Yeah, Effley Bailey. But that's only your first miss. Oh, I, I get a free miss. Ah. So, yeah, you're still in the okay. game. Yeah, absolutely. And your tangents based on that will be 2010's TV, actors, crime, or speaking of OJ, The Simpsons. <laughs> um, Let's do crime. Crime it is. Here we go. Oh, we're back. I, I just picked a random crime question. It just happens to be back to the O.J. Simpson uh, trial. Um, after O.J. Simpson's acquittal in his 1995 criminal trial, what lead prosecutor resigned from the district attorney's office and became an author and commentator? Marsha. Um, there's no chance she's like Blue Ivy or Cher, right? <laughs> Not um, anonymous on the uh, Marsha legal scene. Damn you, OJ. Well, I'll do that. This is no time. I'll do that thing where you go through every letter yes. of the alphabet and see if... That's what I always do. Yeah, go nuts. Well, that didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other guy was Christopher Darden. That I, I'm able to remember. Um, I think this is actually the person who played Bob Newhart's secretary, but it might not be. Uh, I keep coming back around to Marshall Wallace, so that's going to go with. Marsha Wallace, that is the person who played Bob Newhart's uh, secretary. Also, Miss Krabappel on The yeah, Simpsons, yeah. ironically. Uh, the one you're looking for was Marsha Clark. Okay. Marsha Clark. I don't think that uh, was in my head, to be honest, so I don't feel bad about that. Not as bad as F. Lee Bailey. That one I should have gotten. But Tough luck with back-to-back uh, yeah. -back random OJ trial questions. Yeah. Um, I definitely want to have you on uh, again very soon because I wrote all the superhero questions and you did it's not. always sunny and always sunny in Philadelphia questions and uh, pre-84 music questions. 
old for you. Oh, you're kidding. Uh, no, no. no. So it's, it's, uh, it's imperative that I get you back on again soon. Oh, so that's go awful. Back, awful. Oh my God. <laughs> go back, go back on the spreadsheet and sign up again. What a shallow <laughs> luck. Oh, I can't believe yeah, that. Yeah. So, uh, I will take out all the OJ Simpson <laughs> questions. And I, I know from talking to you before that superhero questions must have been a real trial in particular. So, oh, and to miss those bounces. What? Bad luck. I would have loved to see an always sunny question. Oh, my goodness. Really bad luck. But uh, next time you're on, I'll save some okay. of those for you. Yeah. Uh, so next time you're up in the rotation, uh, we'll make a longer trip down the uh, path here. Okay. Paul, thank you for playing. Anything you want to say before you take off? Um, I have a movie coming out in January, but no one will be able to see it. Nobody's going to be able to see it. Pro uh, he takes it mostly to festivals. Okay. Well, uh, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know why that is. And apparently you can see it on Air Canada. It's okay. movies. But uh, they book don't your flights now. What was it? Yeah. Book, yeah. Book your flights. Yeah. So I play a sleazy PR guy who may or may not have murdered somebody. Oh, playing uh, well against type then. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, what's the name of the movie in case anybody does? Uh, Hometown Mysteries, The Case of the Murder Manager. And I'm All doing right. a sequel to it right now. So Fantastic. All right. Well, look forward to those um, on our next flight to Canada. There we are. Well, thank you very much, Russ. This was fun. Thanks, Paul. Fantastic. We'll talk to you again soon. Thanks again to Paul for playing this week. He is one of the best trivia writers on the planet, so it was an honor to have him join me. It's also his birthday the week this episode comes out, so happy birthday, Paul. And thank you for listening. I'll see you next week.